0: Hello everyone, my name is Adib. I have recently joined Axel Springer as Global Head of Communications and Sustainability, and I have with me our CEO, Matthias Döpfner. Welcome.
1: Hi Adib, and welcome at Axel Springer. It's so great that you are
0: here. Thank you, I'm very excited. Uh, and, uh, you know, we had a lot of discussions before I joined um, about the current state of communications at Axel Springer and what we're missing, what we might sort of do better, do differently. And we sort of inevitably always sort of came back to one element of communications that was really missing. And that's um, a sort of very regular format where the board, you, other leading voices of um, Axel Springer, can sort of talk about the current state of the company, about what's next, uh, and about what sort of might be out there that needs addressing And so this is the solution.
1: Absolutely. I'm impatiently waiting for this (laughs) opportunity
0: to reach out and
1: get questions and also the questions of employees. You can, I think, ask them to to ask you what you should ask. I mean, the question is, are you the right person, the head of PR to to ask questions to the CEO? Well,
0: you know what, in a way, I think it's very honest. You know, we we are a a media company and, and, you know, a large part of our history and legacy. But um, I think it's very honest. Perhaps, it's
1: it's, perhaps you have a point. I mean, let's say we would ask a journalist to ask a question. People would also say, ah, oh, he is not totally independent. So perhaps exactly. it's even more credible. And it's much more I about take the that answers. Point. Okay. It's much
0: more about the answers.
1: Okay, you are now immediately referring all the pressure uh, to me. Of course. Me.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but uh, you mentioned something uh, because, yes, this is the first of what we hope to be many episodes. Um, but we want everybody, the entire um, uh, people of Axel Springer to be able to ask you questions in this format. And so um, write us emails with your ideas, with your questions um, to otr at axelspringer.com, otr for on the record, uh, and we will um, select the most uh, present topics for our next episodes. So let's dive right in. Matthias, we're on the record. I'm ready. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I would say we are facing a pretty sort of unprecedented you know, phase of crises that are sort of going on in the world. I think you know, that's pretty given in a way. How have we fared as the diverse organization that we are in this environment? So, first of all, we
1: are all used to crises, but please one after the other. <laughs> this is a new situation where, where we have a couple of very serious crises at the same time, still dealing with a pandemic a war in Ukraine, the next global crisis uh, at the horizon with regard to China, inflation, recession, and all that at the Energy same time. Crisis. Energy crisis. It's just too much at the same time. And so I think the the, the challenges for, for employees in a company like Axel Springer are enormous. And altogether, I can tell you, we have fared through that uh, kind of multiple crisis incredibly well, uh, not because everybody, every asset is doing equally well. Publishing is, of course, under incredible pressure with regard to advertising. Nobody wants to advertise in that context. At the same time, platforms like StepStone are beneficiaries of structural trends, like the scarcity of labor. And that's why Stepstone is exceeding all growth expectations and has really record growth in its recent history. And that is altogether kind of compensating and leading to a pretty stable situation. But I can tell you, I know what that means for everybody in this company. And I want to take that opportunity to really say Thank you to all of you. It's it's remarkable the spirit that I see and the success that I see and feel in this situation. Uh, that is, um, in a way, situation may be extraordinarily difficult and maybe the worst is yet to come. But I can tell you, with that spirit, I think we are going to to maneuver through it successfully.
0: But I think it's also fair to say that there's a lot of sort of uncertainty within the company about you know what the what does the future hold. Um, what crisis is sort of next, how is it all sort of going to bubble up and then also what does that mean for our various businesses because they are different. I mean, you mentioned StepStone, you know, it's understandable that they're doing quite well. Other parts are sort of more structurally facing challenges. Um, What's your view on that, you know, the uncertainty that we're facing? Well, it's
1: not only uncertainty, it's also an acceleration of structural changes and uh, this kind of shift from analog to digital in the publishing business is you could say a development of the last 20 years but now it started already with a pandemic and it's now really really accelerated with the energy crisis paper prices have multiplied more, more than doubled um, we have never seen that before. So for, particularly for those companies who have high exposure to analog business, fortunately, we don't. We only have build and Welt where uh, paper is still an important element, but the rest of the portfolio is entirely digital. But uh, for everybody who is analog mainly, and in our case, particularly for, Bild, for Welt and Build, uh, this accelerated uh, transformation um, is an additional challenge. Perhaps it's also an additional opportunity. That's why we have this uh, strategy and structure project here in the news media business in Germany. But of course, as you said, the first that people feel is uncertainty. What is about my job? What are they going to do here? Is it only about cost cutting? No, I can assure you it's not. It is mainly about vision and strategy and what we can define in order to make sure that Welt and Bild are leading digital media brands in five or seven or ten years from now, but uh, nevertheless, uh, it is a moment of um, yeah uncertainty where a lot of questions are asked, where perhaps also a lot of changes have to be made. And I can only uh, yeah in a way mo- try to really motivate you to not try to block certain changes, but to put yourself really at the forefront of new ideas and of changes, because there is always and this is really particularly true here in this case in such a change moment there is an incredible uh, opportunity for each individual everybody here in this company can in a way c- contribute and also benefit from uh, new ideas and changes that we may make
0: maybe one of the you know factors that adds to sort of a level of uncertainty that some might feel is that the vision you sort of described just now Maybe sort of a little bit blurry to some. Like, what is the vision that we have for Axel Springer in its sort of diversity? You know, it's so, there's so different businesses. What's, what, where should we be in seven, 10 years?
1: So, the answer is uh, very clear for parts of the company. But there is no common answer for the entire portfolio because the portfolio is so diverse. That's why we have said, and I think that was very transparent and uh, honest, that we want to achieve with our classified platforms, Stepstone and Aviv, more independence. And that for both companies, within the next years, IPOs are the most likely scenario in order to get access to capital for future growth. That means at the same time that their vision is very clear. We want to be the market leader in digital job uh, classifieds. We want to be the market leader in digital real estate and be the leading platform in Europe. That's very clear. And at the same time, for news media, it's very clear that we want to become the leading digital publisher in democratic markets. We are the number one in Europe today. We are the number five in, in the US. We want to grow in the US, the biggest media market in the world. We want to go beyond uh, America and Europe into other democracies and play a market leading role uh, in other markets. That's very clear also for news media. but. I can only give you these two answers because one answer for the whole group doesn't do it. And that's why we have said, okay, let's separate these businesses. That's better for each of the entities.
0: You mentioned IPOs for the classifieds business. Um, I mean, the decisions to sort of spin them off were obviously sort of made in what you would describe today as very different environments. Um, Where markets are today, and I wouldn't take you for a betting man, but what would you think has has this sort of You know, at least a timetable changed for those IPOs. When
1: we started the discussion about StepStone, we thought that in the first half of this year, we may be able to do the IPO. Then, given the war and the consequences, we said perhaps in the second half of the year. Today, it's clear also not in the second half of the year. So perhaps next year. We don't know. I don't have the crystal ball in my hands. I cannot tell you. Particularly, I'm not very good in projecting or predicting macro uh, events. There's only one thing that I'm sure about the world is not going under and there will be a moment when perhaps everybody thinks the majority thinks now it's apocalypse and there is never ever going to be a positive uh, cyclicality again and then that is the moment to really prepare or start uh, bold moves from ipo to acquisitions um, definitely there will be the next upswing and we then have to be in a shape that we can actively uh, really benefit from that.
0: Let's maybe switch gears also more towards sort of the the, the publishing business for a second. Um, you know, obviously you mentioned built and belt going through the sort of strategy project. Um, I mean, you know, in a way, the the question is if we're if we're going to say that we want to be a sort of a leading digital publisher down the road anyway. Um, what kind of decisions are we supposed to sort of expect out of this strategy project now? Is it also already sort of in line with the vision that you just described, or is it sort of a in-between step? What, what are people supposed to sort of expect?
1: So first of all, we are in the middle of the project. Uh, I really plan now to uh, uh, be really in all the major meetings of that project in, in order to firsthand really get all the, the input and the feedback. Uh, and then we will step by step make uh, proposals and decisions. Uh, What I really hope and expect that we are bold and innovative. We have been that Let's say for two decades, we have always been at the forefront of new developments. When we started things, a lot of competitors said, well, now they are destroying themselves. This is crazy. How can they go into digital job classifieds and so on? We did it and it was right. But we only did it successfully because we did it early and we did it before it was a consensus before everybody believed in that. And perhaps we can come up now with some ideas around video, short form video, around the metaverse, around blockchain, uh, simply around digital subscription where I think we can and have to do a lot more and have to grow faster but how and what are the ideas what is the technology for that and I think in in in, in these fields we need to we need to really see convincing ideas perhaps then also significant structural changes nobody knows at the moment what really makes sense um, but I, I think this this uh, mindset let's just keep everything as it is. That's not healthy. Yeah. We, we we should be the industry leaders if it is about uh, change and innovation. And I know that with these people that are working in this company, uh, it's going to work because there, there are so many great ideas. And, and again, I can only call upon everybody. Come up with it. Don't sit in your chair and say, well, I wait. What is the outcome? Go proactively into these processes. Talk to your uh, boss, talk to your colleagues. Uh, if nobody listens, talk to us, write us emails, uh, catch us in the elevator, do whatever you, you want in order to, to get your message across. We need these ideas.
0: So, um, I mean, you mentioned also growth, I mean, in, in sort of the publishing business, growth is going to be sort of very hard to come by, at least maybe organically. Would you share that thought?
1: For the analog business, I cannot imagine that real growth uh, is realistic. Perhaps temporarily, you have one great quarter or something like that. But structurally, the decline is unavoidable. But I mean, we are Positioned with very strong brands in very attractive markets with incredibly high reader. I mean, I, I read this uh, recent chart about uh, the uh, highest uh, reach digital brands in Germany and uh, in, in, in publishing. Number one is Bild, number two is Welt. I like that chart. That's where we should be. And out of that position, I think we can shape uh, a digital growth, and that's what we have to. That's what we have to focus on. So it's. It's about the brand and it's about the digital future of the brand. And analog print will still play an important role over the foreseeable future over the next years. But we do not need to continue the dream that that is going to turn around into growth. That would lead us to unrealistic expectations and wrong decisions.
0: So you would sort of go for very sort of bold, even radical solutions?
1: I'm always for radical solutions, but I don't know what you now try to get out of uh, my mouth here. Uh, as I said, there is no, there is no decision. There is no plan. Uh, I, if you want to hear that, I can tell you that, that print and analog for build and weld will still play a very important role for the near future. Um, when and what and how could be kind of radically transformed into digital-only. We have to see, we are saying that for many years, that the moment will come when Build and Welt will be digital-only brands. But this is definitely not going to happen after uh, this uh, project. Maybe there's one element that you don't want to continue analog and only want to continue uh, digitally. That is possible, but not the whole the whole brand families.
0: But also, you know, radicality can also mean that especially an organization that has shown a willingness to grow inorganically, is going to sort of look at options um, to grow its sort of digital reach, um, even sort of inorganically, because it's also quicker.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's good then. And we have to try out things. And if things are not working, it's good. It's better to try and then perhaps stop a certain initiative a couple of months later than not, not having tried it just because of fear that it could fail.
0: Matthias, any sort of final message to the organization for this episode that you wanted to share um, you know, on, on where, where you see us in sort of context also of sort of the longer term strategic direction uh, that you envision for this company?
1: So I think we have to distinguish short term and long term. Short term, I think we have to prepare for the worst in order to be only positively surprised. If things are really getting bad, and that is possible in the next month uh, and next year, then we are prepared and that needs good leadership. And good leadership takes the responsibility not to say what people want to hear now in order to please everybody, but really do the responsible things. And that's prepare for the worst and be very disciplined, also be very cost-disciplined. For the long term, I can tell you also for me personally, my for me truly the the most exciting uh, phase of my professional life has started basically two years ago, because it is now a mainly digital company, active in Europe and America, and a company that is altogether mainly in an accelerated growth mode. And that is organic uh, growth and that is acquisitions. And we will also take advantage of some assets that maybe when everybody's uh, convinced that the world goes under uh, is also uh, with regard to valuation more attractive and then we are there, we are well prepared. So I think we really have to shape that next phase of accelerated growth development despite the current headwinds of the crises. Um, and then really bring Axel Springer to the next level. I think that is the most exciting uh, chapter now. And uh, honestly, perhaps this crisis, as bad as it may get, may even help us uh, to, um, to learn lessons, to innovate faster and more radically, to take share from our competitors and have a company in a kind of strengthened shape in two years from now. Thank so i'm Matias. excited yep. yeah it,
0: it, it sounds <laughs> like it uh i share your excitement and uh, it's going to be quite the ride and i know
1: it's not for everybody a kind of nice time now uh, this just belongs to it we have to we have to be honest about it uh yeah. but Please don't lose the confidence that it's really worth now going through these uh, exercises everywhere, whether it's for Aviv uh, that has to become one company or whether it's for Idealo to in a way redefine uh, its kind of business focus uh, and how about uh, direct purchase versus price comparison. So there are many, many kind of fundamental questions that have to be answered. Let us kind of get encouraged by these circumstances to be courageous, and be bold in our decisions. That is my my biggest wish.
0: Thanks, Matthias. Talk to you next time. Thank you.